Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Punter's Platform where we try to find a few winning bets for the weekend for you and to entertain you as well. And I'm delighted to say we're joined on the phone straight away by Ushin Murphy who will be riding at Champions Day tomorrow at Ascot. He rides lightning spear in the QE2 and the big thing we have to ask you Ushin is in the wake of Storm Ophelia what's the weather like at the moment or in the Ascot area? That is the big question tomorrow because... People are saying it could go from good to firm last Tuesday to a mud bath by the time the races get underway on Saturday. Yeah, look, to be honest, I'm only 41 miles from Ascot and um, and the sun is splitting the stones here at the moment. It's not very warm, but it's blue skies and it doesn't look like we have any rain over the next few hours, that's for sure. And look, hopefully um, the rain does stay away because, you know, year you'd expect good to soft ground and to be fair Ascot particularly on the stray course takes rain very well but if it was to turn up heavy I don't think it would be in anyone's advantage really and as a spectator and, and a racing fan I think everyone wants a, a fair playing field and uh, and I think good to soft ground would, would definitely um, be much more preferred for everyone. But I tell you, by the sound of what you're saying, blue skies and, and lovely conditions, it's lump on Highland Reel in the big one, is it? Because if it if it's a mud bath, he probably won't even run on Saturday. Yeah, like he, I was looking at the race this morning, and to be honest with you, I couldn't believe that he was fourth or fifth in the betting. Um, he's he's a world class horse, and his form is absolutely rock solid. And he actually, um, they have raced him as much this season as they sometimes do. So. He goes into the race pretty fresh and, you know, you'd imagine that uh, the less rain, the more chance he'll have. Yeah, and your horse, Sushin? I know Lightning Spear very well and obviously um, I beat the bank as well. Fortunately, I couldn't ride both of them and I'm retained by Tata Racing and obviously Sheikh Fad is a shareholder in Kipco who sponsored the whole day. So it's it was important I ride Lightning Spear and he ran a career best in the race last year. Um this it looks as compared to a renewal, obviously, minding missing, but Richester is in there. And, you know, the first four in the betting could easily win the race. And hopefully uh, I can turn up a surprise, but it will be tough. Uh, Oshin beat the bank is a, a real intriguing horse though isn't he like he's he's only been beaten once and he's yeah. his curve is going certainly in the right direction obviously not easy not to be riding him but uh, you know how how does he rate here against the likes of Ribchester I suppose we don't know do we yeah people don't know but I, I promise you um, Ribchester hasn't been running to 125 you know that's the bottom line um, I'm not saying that he can't run to 125 tomorrow but he hasn't been doing it on his last few runs and you know there are kinks in his arm, and now don't get me wrong, he's a brilliant horse, but he's, you know, he's not, um, he's not that straightforward sometimes. And obviously, I know beat the bank like the back of my hand. I ride him all the time at home. Um, I, I think there's a little bit more to come, and he ran to possibly 120. Uh, I know they gave him a rating 118, but he could definitely mark it up a little bit. And if he runs to that on Saturday, it'll be good enough. Um, I suppose it's not a, it's not a group one, but we start off with the long distance cup, and um, you know we've the the clash again of Order Saint George and hopefully Big Orange providing the ground doesn't go um, against him. It's a really intriguing one, but Order Saint George is the is the benchmark here, isn't he? Yeah, I mean for me, he's an absolute. He's the best there around. Um, I know Big Orange has beaten him, but I think circumstances have to be taken into account and. Um, 
and I just can't see anything getting near him. I suppose Stradivarius is getting a lot of weight. I think he gets eight pounds, and for this time of year, it's possibly too much. Um, but hopefully that won't be the difference to stop orders then, George. I'd love to see him win. He's he's a horse that you know Aiden campaigns these stairs year on year, and we get to grow a bit of a f- affinity with them, and uh, it'd be nice. Nice to see him do the business again. A horse I'm interested in, Oshin, tomorrow in a different race, and he's the opposite of Highland Reel. This fellow wants wants to run through treacle. Is quiet reflection in the sprint. What do you What do you yeah. think of his chances if it pours rain? <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, you know, her for race in Ireland last day was pretty good, but in fairness, she didn't beat that much. Um, I know Carvaggio's flying at home, but I don't think that'd be good enough to stop Harry Angel. I rode against Harry Angel in Haydock, and um, I remember Andrew rang me after the race, and he was a bit disappointed. We ran Port's Vanity in the race, and I said to him straight out, it was fast ground, but I'd never been that fast over that distance for that long. I mean, he just absolutely spread eagle the field, and he half broke my filly's heart, and she actually hasn't ran a race since, and there was a few in there behind her. Mug Tassim, another one. He broke all of their hearts, and and he he has the ability to do that. And I haven't ridden against a sprinter with that quality before. You know, I wasn't around years ago, but I, I think he's he's the best we've seen in a long time. So a double a double in order, Saint George and uh, Harry's Angel. Then would that be advised? I think so. I mean, I, I just would worry about Stradivarius and Long Distance Cup. I think he's yeah, getting he's... a lot of weight and he's improving. I followed him in the ledger and uh, he, lo- he looked beat to me. I thought I'd definitely finish in front of him, but he just keeps plugging away and that might be all that's needed in a race like that. He's probably the only horse in the race that you could say may, and it's, it's still a big if, but he possibly could maybe run as well as Otter St. George did in an arc, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, like, he, he probably doesn't have the gears of order St. George, but they won't hang about in that race, and I'd imagine he'd be ridden forward anyway, whereas order St. George might be held on to. Look, all these things, you know, it could turn into quite tactical in a, in a, in a big field, but um, but my thing is he'll definitely be, I couldn't see him not being in the first three, to be so, honest. I was just about to say, Oshin, we have a double from you, and what about your fella? Would you want to win, but would the first three be a good uh, good place for Lightning Spear to finish tomorrow in a very hot race? Yeah, realistically, um, he actually can do it on his figures, but he needs to run up to last year's best, and he has to improve on what he's shown this season. I know he's going well at home, but he, he, he tends to work like a very good horse, and like, hopefully he'll do it. Hopefully he can be in the first three. It's, it'll be important for me. I've had, you know, at declaration time, I was having four rides and I ended up at one. So it was a bit of a disaster, but that's life. And um, and I might end up with a surprise. It'd be great. Uh, dual Group One winning jockey has a nice ring to it. Now, if you could, if you could ride any horse on the card apart from Lightning Spear, what would it be on on, on Saturday? Ah, uh, Harry Angel. Like I, I hate to not say an Aidan O'Brien horse, but um, but uh, yeah, not like. As I said before, he's rated 125, and I think he deserves that rating. And you've you've been looking on fondly. You spent a bit of time in Aidens. You've been looking on fondly at his heroics this season. It's no real surprise at this stage, but for him now to all but certainly break the record, you must have great admiration for that. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. I suppose he's got plenty of chances with the Breeders' Cup coming up, and um, and then they have those uh, group ones in 
clue. Remember, 10 furlong two-year-old race, and I think there might be a 12 furlong two-year-old race as well. Um, the Criterium, the San Clue, and the, what's the other one? They're both a San Clue on the same day. and it, um, So he's got a few chances to do, but I think Hijanjak, could win the Phillies and Mares. I think she'll definitely stay. It would be probably mad of us not to not to have a conversation about Champions Day at Ascot and not tip up an Aidan O'Brien horse. But yeah, I drowned you on the ground. She seems versatile. She's like all of those O'Brien Phillies, isn't she? She's, she's battle-hardened and, you know, that could be a big thing here tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Batheel, uh, in fairness, she was good the last end of her May, but I think I would have beat her on Blomley. In fact, I, I thought before the race I, I beat her. I thought I'd definitely win and I nearly got taken down, but that's what happens sometimes. Um, I think she's, I'd oppose her. Uh, I think if Johnny bounces back to her best, which, <clears throat> you know, Frankie back on board around the track, he's unbelievable on the round course at Ascot. People go on about, oh, he's so good on the straight course. The round course is harder to ride, and he is different class. And uh, if he gets his own way, he could, spoil the whole race but Hyjandra will be ridden forward and she's tough and she'll definitely stay Oisin thanks for your time and the best of luck tomorrow you may only have the one ride but if it's a winner it'll be a hell of a day <laughs> so it will that'll be great thanks Cheers, good luck Oisin cheers bye bye yeah, sure. Like it's 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 an unbelievable day's race, and then, um, you know, as as he said himself, there it's probably he probably expected to have a bit more declaration time, but you know, it's still one ride that has a chance in a, in a, in an open enough race. Like if Lancaster Bomber in there at a big price, he could run well. Maybe Sir John Lavery was all the talk on Irish Champions Weekend. Um, beat the bank though. I'd say I'd say he'd love a go at him because he he's he's the unknown in the field. As I said, only beaten once. His his form has been so progressive. Um, it's it's a fantastic day's racing, but the champion stakes, John, I suppose, is a bit of a, I wouldn't say a disappointment, but it's it's a real hard race to know what's going to happen. Uh, I have a theory about that, Niall, and we're going to tease it out now with Paddy Power of Paddy Power, who's going to give us a few prices for the weekend. But before we start, Paddy, you can just hear the ritual sound of paper being torn in two. That is my nap of the entire year on this show, which was Aaron Rodgers to win the uh, MVP in American football this year. He was 13-2 to at the start of the season. He was 9-4 to last Sunday morning. And then last Sunday night, he broke his collarbone. End of bet, Paddy. The money is now resting permanently in your account. I like that, resting permanently. I like that, John. Unlike Father Ted, who just had it <laughs> yeah, resting yeah, yeah. in the account. It's now resting permanently. My theory about the Champions uh, Stakes, the big race tomorrow on Champions Day, okay. is Cracksman has to be taken on. Are you going to take him on, Paddy? He's 2-1. to one. He's favourite for one of the biggest races of the year. He's never won a Group 1 in his life. He's tried to win one, and he's failed twice. And yet he's 2-1 to one favourite for one of the biggest races of the year. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you've got to be against him. Now, the, the, the big thing about Ascot, obviously... <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. The big thing about Ascot... Uh, uh, Champions Day is that like the, the weather this time last week the weather the ground was good to firm it's yeah. soft at the moment yeah. so it's, they have got a lot of rain it's soft and it could get lots more rain it could end up very soft yeah. which does going to change your thinking quite a lot I mean it, that actually will help Cracksman because Cracks this is a, this is a drop back and trip for Cracksman isn't it like so yeah. whether you'd have a toe for the champion stakes is the big worry but I agree with you I think he's going to be a drifter tomorrow but I'm not sure what they're going to come for like Barney Roy 
you would think probably would would appreciate it. the trip is going to be a, a, a small uh, small worry for him as well. So like he probably want good ground. So thinking like Poet's Word or Bramato, one of those yeah. is going to shorten, I think. And they're both like they're six to one and thirteen to two around that around that sort of price. And I've I've just come down on the side of Bramato between the two of them. I wasn't sure which one to pick, but I'd definitely be against the favourite as well. He got his best rating Bramato in the arc. He didn't win it, obviously. I don't think he was even placed, was he? But he didn't. He uh, he got his best rating. In the arc, yeah. Fifth in the arc, he got his best rating, and it was soft going. So he clearly the ground is not going to be an issue for him. I think he might be the one to turn over yeah, this yeah. jolly. Yeah, I agree with you. I do, I do agree with you because I think the the trip would be ideal as well. I mean, the arc probably just stretched him a little bit. So uh, I think uh, I think this could be ideal for him now um, on Saturday, and uh, yeah, hopefully it goes well. And we've been sweet on Churchill all all year. We've been waiting for him to win. He did it for us twice early in the season, and then he's let us down. He's 130 the last time I looked to beat 15 to 8 Ribchester. What way are you going, Paddy? Yeah, are you worried about the uh, the ground again for Churchill? Maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it it looks like the it looks like he looks like the ideal horse for Aidan O'Brien to just bring back. Yeah, for for one last hurrah, and like this looks this looks perfect for him, and because Ribchester is just one of those sort. Now he keeps it. I don't know. It's really unfair. I just I just haven't caught the Ribchester bug at all this season. Now he's been brilliant, and he's the champion miler and everything. Uh, he's been one well, of the best. Well, he wouldn't but... be if Churchill wins tomorrow, would he, Noel? Because Churchill well, will be yeah. a double Guineas winner and a, a QE two winner. Yeah, uh, yeah, but from, yeah, you're you're right. But from from the start of the season, you're kind of thinking, "Oh, Ribchester's good." But out later on in the season, others will overtake him. But you know, no, nothing really has. Like Churchill's been disappointing, to be honest. I mean, yeah. his, his form figures read four, two, and seven in his last three runs. You know, but uh, but I, I do think he, if the ground was a bit better, he'd be the one I fancy. Um, I'm I'd, I'd probably end up backing him anyway because I'm I'm a fan of his, probably yeah. stupidly, but I, I have kind of followed him over a cliff, so I might just keep going. I don't like beat the bank. Uh, he's won four in a row or three in a row, I think. Or he's run like four or five of his last six runs. He's won, but I just think that that four might be rip rip upable if you like. So yeah. I wouldn't be backing him. I think it's probably between Ribchester and Churchill. Albuquerque is a squeak, but I think I think Churchill. I would, yeah, I don't know if the ground is a worry, but um, but yeah, I think he's he's got a great chance. The, the ground the ground will be a worry and understandably so, Paddy. But in in a race with a sort of vulnerable favourite. Uh, you know, connections wouldn't like us saying that about Ribchester, but you know, he, he, there is something about him that 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 leaves that hinge of doubt all the time. If you look through Churchill's form, you know, albeit in in more moderate races, but even as a two-year-old, yielding the soft, he was a winner. Yielding at the Curra, you know, in the in the national stakes as a two-year-old, he was a winner, and and both emphatically. Um, you know, even this year, the the Irish Guineas, you know, good yield and you know it was on the it was on the soft side of good that day. You know, he beat Hunters No Fair and Square, and it was actually when he went back to to Royal Ascot, yeah. you know, he got reversed on 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 lightning quick ground that day. Um, you know, you know that was track record sort of territory that day with the with the times and things like that. So uh, there could be an element, although maybe his connections mightn't want to admit it, that he mightn't be. You know, they took him out of the Sussex, didn't they, because the change in ground. But his last two runs have 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 disappointed us. Yeah. But there could be an argument that okay, he mightn't thrive on on soft ground, but he might actually handle it better than some of his rivals tomorrow. And he's getting to a very, very appealing price here. At the end of the day, you'd have to think that if if they didn't feel that he was going to put up a big show here in the QE2 tomorrow, he wouldn't be running. Yeah, yeah you had me at hello, Niall. Well done. <laughs> We're definitely backing him. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, from a horse earlier that we, we wanted Paddy Power to take on, Paddy, in, in, in Cracksman, 
What about a horse? I suspect you're going to be running a mile from any docket on, even my dockets. Order of St. George in the stairs race. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I, I've, it's, it's been kind of written about now, but like when, when Order of St. George got beat by Big Orange at, uh, at Royal Ascot, um, it was like Ryan Moore basically messed it up. Like yeah. he just gave him too much to do. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, I think it's because he's run so well in the arc that obviously he probably thinks that he's, he's got more toe than maybe he has and he's just he is a dare stare like he just he just gallops and gallops so i think he'd, he'd probably take it up early and he'd go on and i i honestly can't see Enton beating him like i think big orange and stradivarius will be close to each other but i just think he's going to be gone i think he's going to win i think he's going to absolutely hack up i think he's going to win by six or seven lengths and he's this is absolutely... two miles not two and a half of the gold cup it actually suits i think it suits orders in george a bit better oh definitely yeah 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 i really 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 strongly think i like he's, he's even money so he won't be getting too rich backing him, but uh, he'd certainly be, because the ground is fine. It doesn't matter what the ground is to him. I just yeah. think he's head and shoulders above them. What price would he be, Paddy, would you say, without Big Orange in the race? Uh, without Big Orange in the race, you're probably talking a touch of odds on. We'd still, we'd still, we'd still be competitive like because everyone would be out to try and try and be be competitive in the morning, but he'd be still probably about maybe 4 to 5, 8 to 11, I'd yeah, say. That, that's, that's probably what you're going to be looking at by the sounds of Michael Bell. There's, yeah. there's some concern over Big Orange running, but I'd still, you know, not not a big fan of, of betting at those odds, but I think this is the horse. You know, the more you look at Stradivarius getting the £8, you do get a bit sort of cautious, but Arthur St. George, I know everyone goes on about Ryan Moore in the Gold Cup, <laughs> I think, you know, I think people have to look at the horse out the country, though. You know, when they were away from the stands, that horse wasn't really travelling to have, you know, Ryan take him any closer. And I think that's something that, you know, OK, he finished late, and it, it, obviously that makes you look at the fact he should have been closer earlier. But, like, if a horse is not travelling earlier, it's very hard to, to, to have him any closer. And definitely back over two miles, he has to be... I think, Paddy, your probably your biggest fear is going to be the the double, isn't it? Order St. George and Harry Angel, because Harry Angel will go on any ground and they're two yeah. sharp price favourites. First two races, people are going to want to absolutely take you to the cleaners early, aren't they? Yeah, big time. And that's and you're you're right. It, it could be a very dangerous day, you know. But again, all these big days look dangerous in advance, don't they? And then then the strange things happen. But yeah, Harry Angel's in the sprint. Like the two of them doubled up. I mean, what you're looking at about two to one the doubler, four or three to one the double at the moment, but uh, it'll be shorter than that, I think, on the day. I think Harry Angel will again. I mean, he's it's so it's just so obviously has to be him, but then you're just looking for something against him. Do you know what I mean? And you just kind of think like, oh, Ascot, will it suit him? Because he's all speed and maybe the stiff finish of Ascot. And might every catch time he's and... run at Ascot, he's been beaten. Exactly. So you got to think, and I mean. I, I was just I actually just had a bet before we came on when I was just looking at the stuff before this I I, uh, I backed quiet reflection each way yeah. just thinking of getting the allowance and softish ground and loves Ascot as well obviously ran really well the last time in Ireland so she could be one that's uh, that might put it up to him but I do I think Harry Angel is definitely the most likely winner and he's he probably is just a brilliant sprint like a really brilliant sprinter so uh, this, I just don't know why I'm forsaking him, but just just at the odds, I think. Hopefully, Paddy, we're talking about another winner now, but uh, the big sports story of last week was Tuesday's draw for the World Cup. Uh, Ireland, what price are we to make it by by any means, fair or foul, to get to Russia? Yeah, do you know, the funny thing was, I mean, like, where everybody's, like, high-fiving around the office saying, yes, we got Denmark. Yeah. Every Danish office are all high-fiving as well, going, yes, we got Ireland. But... Uh, uh, the Denmark are still favourites to to they're eight to thirteen. We're six to five, I think, to get there um, to, to win that to, to qualify over the couple of legs. But to be fair, the draw couldn't have worked out any better for us. Like yeah. you know, whether actually whether, the whether Danes the Danes didn't want us, Paddy. I was talking to a Danish colleague, and they wanted anyone bar us. 
they didn't really? want yeah they didn't want Sweden because Denmark Sweden is a kind of an Ireland Northern Ireland match. They wanted Northern yeah, yeah. Ireland or Greece. They didn't want us and they didn't want Sweden. Um, they 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 weren't too. Pl- Remember, if you're a seed, you're looking at the other pot. There was never a chance of them playing Italy or Croatia. They never had to worry about that. They had to worry yeah, about yeah, Greece, yeah. Sweden, Northern Ireland, and the Republic, and they didn't want us. Uh, and they certainly didn't want us away second, which is what they got. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, it, it, it did it did fall nicely for us. Like mm. so, you gotta think. Any money coming for that six to five, Paddy? <laughs> not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. It's, still, it's still early days. We can wait till we get close to the first leg, and then uh, I suppose people want to some, see with injuries. Some day, to be some day, even if you don't make it over to Copenhagen, you got Ireland playing South Africa the, at half five, and then you got Ireland against Denmark at a quarter to quarter eight. It'll be a good day to bat, to batten down the hatches and, and set yourself into a booth or somewhere. And then you've <laughs> Ireland against Australia, three o'clock in the morning, in the Aussie rule stuff. All on the same day. Well, I thought about, I don't know. I watched that in coppers, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. It'll be about the right time for it. Well, Paddy. the panelists that didn't go will probably be in there with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paddy, last night the draw was made for the championship. Uh, have the prices changed at all? It was a bad draw for Galway and Mayo. It was a bad draw for Tyrone and Monaghan. Four teams with, you know, who would have been in the Super Eights this year if the if the structure had been uh, had been running this year. Two bad draws for them. Dublin, with 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 due respect to the Kildare man sitting in the office with me here, Paddy, but you still think Dublin are going to coast through Leinster anyway? <coughs> uh, have yeah. they have they hardened up at all or what? Well, look, they're they're odds on for the All Ireland, and a, a ball hasn't been kicked yet. They're ten to eleven uh, to go and win it again. Carrier seven to two. Mayo are eleven to two and Tyrone eight to one and it's twenty eight to one bar. So like it looks, you could you could argue that it's a one or a two horse race, but it's a four horse race really. I think on uh, in terms of what could happen, but um, I think for Dublin the draw probably doesn't matter too much for them because like you said they're going to coast through the early stages. Like it's almost unthinkable that they won't. Yeah. Um, they just they seem to have it nailed now. Just how to build themselves up uh, kind of slowly but surely into the championship. But um, yeah, I think it's very hard to see. Like it's Kerry are obviously on the up, and you've got that kid. I can't remember his name. That kid in the minor scored, yeah, scored like five hundred points in the minor final or whatever. <laughs> and he's he's like so. This this is the big thing. Oh, Kerry could be something special with him coming through and all that, and, and maybe they will. And I think I wonder if Mayo is Mayo goose cooked now. You know they've had their chances and they haven't quite got across the line. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna it's, it's Dublin will dominate again. I think. And has the hurl? Be, uh, I presume it hasn't changed much because the structure of the hurling is just that it's a round robin next year. So the, actually, the draw didn't make any difference last night. Uh, are Galway still favourites to hold on? They are, yeah. And funny, it's, it, the hurling actually it, it, weirdly because it was always the other way. It was always that you know Kilkenny just were like odds on at the start of the season, whatever for for many many years. But now it's really it look it's like it looks cracking like you know the the betting like it's because you could see one of four or five winners like so Galway are favourites nine to four you got Tipperary eleven to four you got Kilkenny at six to one Waterford thirteen to two and Cork seven to one even Clare ten to one you get like any of these like there's only whatever there's not that many counties uh, in the herd and really but uh, there's probably five or six of those can actually win it so it could be it could be a cracking championship yeah from the Ireland point of view well in place of my Aaron Rodgers best that's now in pieces in front of me here on the table can I have Cork at 7-1 to one for next year's All-Ireland I think it's a great bet hurling yeah of course you can Yeah, yeah. especially with your record yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the bitter word ever the bitter word yeah. Paddy thanks very much for joining us and we'll Pleasure, see you soon again please God Cheers, Paddy. Cheers, good luck. We finished there, Niall, talking about the GA, and as a as a stout Kildare man, uh, 
you must have been pretty happy with the draw last night. One game to get to the Super 12s at worst. Yeah, like, look, there's no excuses there, to be honest, John. Like, yeah. you know, let's call a spade a spade. You know, it's... Well, let's call Westmead a spade. You managed to lose to them 16 months ago. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was absolutely horrific. But that was what you call waiting for Dublin or preparing yeah, for, for Dublin, Dublin. without getting to Dublin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... And I think, I think everyone involved would hold their hands up on that. I think, you know, definitely we progressed dramatically last year shouldn't be losing to Armagh if you're going to keep going the right direction but look maybe baby steps and you know if you can progress t- t- similarly to this year sorry next year as we did this year you know you'd certainly be thinking we're going to be in a Leinster final at the end of the day we scored more against Dublin than I think any team still has under Jim Gavin you know we, we did surprise a lot of people in the in the Leinster final kind of went downhill after that but you'd have to say with the draw there, it, there'll be a lot of disappointed people if we're not back in the Leinster final. Whatever happens in the Leinster final, worst case scenario, you're playing around four qualifier winners for a place in the Super 8. You know, that is going to be a massive game for both of those teams. Whatever yeah. team is coming through the back door, if it is Kildare to lose the Leinster final, that's going to be a massive opportunity to get, you know, three more games into Crow Park, into Newbridge, an away game. You know, it's it, look, it'll be, it'll be very intriguing from a Kildare point of view, but... Dublin are unfortunately worthy odds on favourites. The, the the Mayo game is a real fascinating one. I don't think oh. Tyrone, I don't think Tyrone Monaghan game as fascinating as it is. I don't think it's going to be a game that's going to have an impact on the All Ireland betting. You know, well, it is in one sense. They've changed the rules this year. They used to have the qualifier divided in two. Now they don't. Now it's just an open draw. So in the qualifiers, you're going to have two of Mayo, Galway, Tyrone, and Monaghan. And they are the teams Kildare could be playing. Yeah, but I don't see Tyrone or Monaghan going on. Like, I don't unfortunately see Kildare. I don't see Tyrone or Monaghan But would you fancy Kildare others. playing Tyrone in the last four, in the in the round four qualifier to get to the Super 8? Oh, no. Like, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. But what I'm saying is, looking at the looking at the All-Ireland outright odds at the moment, mm. Dublin, Kerry, Mayo are, are the three teams you're kind yeah. of concentrating with. And Mayo are 11-2, which is is a very good bet if you if you think they're going to beat Galway, which they mm. haven't managed to do in Connacht in the last, last couple of years. years yeah. You know, so that's that's the big one. At the end of the day, year on year, it's not that they're just coming back this year. Mayo keep coming back to the well. They keep doing it. Andy Moran, within days of, of that heartache, came back and said, I'm going again next year. The fact that they have to keep going to the well doesn't actually concern me with them because now they're so used to it. It's second nature to them. Yeah. So getting back to an All-Ireland final is second nature to them. Okay, getting over the line is not. Yeah. Yeah. But but I don't think... Mayo coming back after more heartache this year, more agonising pain, nightmares, does not bother me. I think, you know, they still have the players. They're not. They're a year older, but... No, more than anyone, um, I think they could still, if they get over Galway, they could still be there in, the, in well, it just is still September, just about. A final word on the GA, and you heard it here on the punters' platform first, uh, with the way the GA have structured the uh, Super 8s next year, you could possibly have a Super 8 group of the Leinster and Ulster champions, who at the moment you would imagine would be Dublin and Tyrone, the losers of the Connacht final, which could easily be Mayo, mm. and the losers of the Munster final, which... Given that Cork have a new manager and that Cork v Kerry could meet in the Munster final and it's going to be played in Parky Keeve, could easily be Kerry. Mm. So imagine a Super 8 group of Dublin, Tyrone, Mayo and Kerry all playing each other in Oma, in Castlebar, in Killarney and in Crow Park. Yeah. Ah, 
It'd be fantastic. And fantastic. Hopefully that means Calair are in the other group. So. <laughs> well, they'd have to be. Yeah, they, would, they would be if well, they were the losing against their yeah. finalists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, it, See, there's it, look, always a lily-white optimist there's going to be There's going to be some fantastic games. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know the long-term future of it. Is it going to be a success? How is it going to impact back down to the clubs? Which is a serious, serious issue we're not going to yeah. get into here. But it, it should provide some cracking atmospheres, some cracking games. And, you know, it could be hard to get tickets for... I tell you what, if it's, if it's Dublin, Tyrone, Mayo, and Kerry, it'll be some. It'll be some success. You can, Jack. You've been waiting patiently here to talk to us about a few sports. One of which is rugby. Uh-huh. Huge uh, week again in the Champions Cup. Uh, what have you got? Leinster, Munster, Ulster for us. What have you got? Yeah, there's some interesting, uh, interesting games. Obviously, first of all, last week with the Leinster Montpellier, I think it was off by half a point. I think the line was six and a half. They lost by seven. Naturally, of course, that's what happens when you're back. The bookies are brilliant at that. Actually, we, speaking of which, we should have asked Paddy Power for a bet on Ronan O'Gara getting sent off again, because of course he can. It's a French domestic ban. He can be involved this week. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so and he's and he's obviously returning to Tomlin Park. Um, yeah. So Racing Metro or Racing ninety two, should I say? So once they want the four for that game interestingly they're 11 point favourites uh, which is which is kind of quite puzzling given uh, I know obviously Racing have lost they've only won uh, 3 or 4 games in the top 14 they had a nice win over Leicester to kind of kick off their tournament uh, but Munster given the cast game given the Leinster game given them in general this season I know they had the big win over over the Cheetahs at home but 11 point favourites I think is, is, is a massive claim um, particularly on the back of last week so that's interesting Leinster Glasgow really is a pick em. Uh, Glasgow 11 to 13 Leinster 13 to 10 Glasgow are undefeated this season Leinster if you take out that Cheetahs game are undefeated uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to take that as an anomaly and an aberration uh, some big news uh, Stuart Hogg returning Lions fullback yeah. so he's going to play his first game of the season on the Leinster side is back though. yeah, yeah Leinster side of things Sean O'Brien also in the mix so this game really is big uh, some great I mean it's it's a good good chunk of the Scotland team versus a good chunk of the Irish team yeah. uh, some great players on both sides really is a pick em probably go Leinster maybe just their just their uh, just their standing in this competition and then finally we have Ulster and La Rochelle La Rochelle 7-2 Ulster 16-5 Ulster one bet I did get right last week uh, good nice win at home over Wasps yeah. obviously you know in recent memory of Wade lost to Zebra uh, they're versing La Rochelle La Rochelle um, have been fantastic uh, good win over Harlequins kick off their tournament have lost twice this season only to Toulon and Stade Francais two massive giants of the French game uh, so yeah, I I'd be, I would be I'd be fancying Ulster on the line plus nine. I think it's I think it's maybe be a bit big given their performance over Wasps. Yeah. Um, but I would if you're going looking at head to head betting, I probably would fancy La Rochelle. Yeah, I think you're right over there, especially as well. Two French clubs are just so different home and away. Their their whole approach. Any Premier League football for us or American football or whatever you have? Yeah, the Premier League is interesting. Uh, obviously, Tottenham and Liverpool. Uh, I, I pretty much, my nap last week was Man United beating Liverpool. Obviously, that game was uh, the less said, the better. And even then, United and Benfica, the less said, better about that. But Liverpool, uh, yeah, obviously, they had a nil-all draw and they absolutely... Um, hammered Carabag 7-0 during the week that was quite a performance if ever you could sing can we play you every week but anyway yeah yeah <laughs> there is uh, Spurs they've lost one game all season they've won five of their last six their one draw in that in that run obviously is the Real Madrid game during the week I know people have had question marks over, over their home form particularly moving into Wembley got a nice win over Bournemouth there 
Um, I would fancy Spurs. Um, I'm not anti-Liverpool uh, by any stretch, but I do think um, I'm, I'm, again, just as I treated uh, the, uh, the, the Leinster Cheetahs game as an aberration, I'm going to treat that Carabag game as an aberration as well. So I do think I would fancy Tottenham at home. And I know people could call you crazy here, but Man City and Burnley... Um, I know Man City are playing some of the best football in Europe at the moment. Yeah. They've been absolutely sensational. Burnley, however, I would say if you if you do fancy the long shot, they're nine to one for a draw. Um, City are seven one not not to win. And just the only thing I go with that is Burnley have they've drawn with Liverpool, they've drawn with Tottenham, they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten Everton. So maybe there's something in there. But again, look, uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, if City went to four with them either. No, not for me. I'll take I'll take City to hockey them every time. I think, uh, I think Liverpool, just to disagree with you, I think, you know, Tottenham's farm at home will be such a concern here. Yeah. And, you know, Liverpool maybe weren't as hard done by maybe as people would have suggested against United. Like, you mm-hmm. know, United still had chances. Lukaku should have maybe taken them. But uh, I think, they're, you know, they're going to be buoyed by that bit of confidence they got in midweek. Uh, you'd have to be concerned about uh, Tottenham's just their level of performance okay they're getting results but their level of performance against maybe lesser teams at, at Wembley um, it could be if Coutinho plays it could be a stage where he could be in the mood you know playing at Wembley probably doesn't have the same sort of glamour as it used to because you're playing there so often now but, but that's a big thing a big anti thing for Spurs because a lot of players for the like of Burnley and Crystal Palace and yeah. some other clubs will never get there No, this is the one time in their lives they're going to play at Wembley bar an unlikely cup run now, I know they play the Cup semi-finals there every year as well. Now, so that, that gives you four teams instead of two. Mm. But uh, this thing for Spurs, it is a huge issue. Clubs are coming up to, to Wembley. Their fans are having a day out. They can Because of the size of Wembley, they can get 10,000 away tickets. Yeah. And they're having a great day out. And it's killing Spurs. I think if Spurs... I know the new stadium is going to be fantastic, but I just think they made such progress over the last two years from third to second... This was the year to shoot at first and this was the year they wanted to be in White Hart Lane. Of all the years to miss being out of White Hart Lane, this was the one they didn't want. But this is planned five years in advance. There's nothing they could do. I think they're going to suffer. I think if anything's going to cost Spurs the league this year, it'll be dropping silly points at Wembley because it's not their home ground. And it's not as though... It's not like you move to a new ground like like uh, Manchester City did or Arsenal did and over time it becomes your home. They know next year they're going back to the new... White Hart Lane so it's just a one year thing and we have to put up with it lads the stadium is a building site so I just think that's going to hit Spurs big time I think they could be a bit vulnerable on Sunday yeah like I, I'd, I'd, I'd really be I'd be well I will be I'll be going heavy on Liverpool at 23 to 10 to be honest um, if you add in Liverpool with the two teams uh, that are playing the, the sides in turmoil at the moment Swansea play are home to Leicester yeah. a bit of value there at 7 to 4 and Arsenal travel to Everton and you know in the crazy world of football we recorded this at lunchtime on Friday there's still every chance Ronald Koeman could be sacked before that match I don't think it's going to happen but in the crazy world of football it would be no surprise if it did yeah. and that treble pays pays 100 and 180 quid for a tenner like so uh, you know I think you're definitely going to back well you will in your lifetime you will definitely back worse 18 to one shots definitely yeah, my counter argument to it would be I think in personal opinion the best player on the pitch is Harry Kane mm, I think he's been sure. absolutely yeah. phenomenal with 48 goals we talk about Christian Eriksen we look at Deli Alli we look at the, the depth they have on the wings and when you get in terms of uh, Davies getting forward I think they're very strong and I'm just not 100% solid on Liverpool defence yet and I look at Kane and what he's been doing 
I, I just think that that is, I don't know, the Wembley thing is a factor. Yeah. Um, they maybe just have gotten out of that. I wouldn't say a win over Bournemouth is like, okay, they're, they're <laughs> that thing, we can scratch that off. I think this is the perfect, this is the perfect litmus test for that regard. Um, and I, I do think, I think Kane is one of the best players in Europe at the moment. I think in the form he's in and the question marks I still have over the Liverpool defence, that would be my only thing for Spurs. But I'm not going to look, there's, there's, a, there's a reason for both sides. Any American football for us, Jack? I have a, I have a treble. Have you got anything? Who do you have, John? I have the Packers, the Steelers and the Dolphins. It pays out at about 11 to 2. It's okay. You're not, you're not put off by Aaron Rodgers? No, the they're injury. at home. They're at home and it's their last game before a bye. Mm. The, the issue will arise later in the season when they can't win the championship without him. Not a chance. They, but they'll still be competitive. They'll still probably finish 10-6 and get beaten in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, Rodgers, the Super Bowl went with Rodgers. But they're not, otherwise, they're still not a bad team and they are at home. And I think there'll be a huge uh, momentum swing behind them. I think they'll win. I think the Steelers will win. They're going to be one of the best teams this year. Mm -hmm. And the Dolphins are surprising me. They were disastrous last week for a while. Then they suddenly came back and won the match. And they're five to nine to beat the Jets. I think this week. And I think the three of them together at eleven to two. That'll do me. Yeah, though no, I can I can understand that Saints traditionally not not great defensively. Um, yeah. so I mean, there's that I I I'd, I have I have my question marks over Rogers Hunley. I didn't think was was fantastic when he came into that game. So I'd, I'm not too sure there. Uh, Jets. Yeah, they've they've been um they've been performing well. They've been they've been really kind of uh, they've been putting it up the teams. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins, Jay Cutler, I'm not completely sold there yet. Um, I still have my question marks. Devontae Parker's out there. Um, I mean he's been one of their one of their probably go to receivers, so that could be a concern. Um, when we look at I suppose Colts Jaguars Jaguars, I, I'm I'm still kind of liking. Um, I'm I'm still kind of hot on on Leonard Fournette. Had another great game there uh, on the weekend. Um, this has just been a touchdown machine. He is a question mark over there. Um, and then we look at, I suppose, the, the Cowboys 49ers. 49ers 0-6. Um, their, their quarterback, uh, Brian Hoare, he's just been benched. They have a new one coming in. They have Any chance to bring Colin Kaepernick back? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole... there's a whole. I mean, when you look at the... Like he, when did he get him to the Super Bowl? Three years ago? Two years ago? Three years yeah, ago? 2012, yeah, 2012. 2012 is the Ravens. Five years ago. The famous yeah, well, blackout yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and yeah, I mean, he's been blacked out at the moment, hasn't yeah. he? He's been completely ostracised from that league. Uh, I would back against the 49ers. Uh, Cowboys... Have to go with them. 49ers zero and six. A lot of that game. Twenty points, is it? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't actually checked on the line yet. But uh, yeah, no, they would be heavy favourites from them. And then the Titans, I go over the Browns as well. I know the Titans got stuffed. Um, Doesn't matter. They're ago. playing the Browns. They're playing the Browns. Yeah. So a double there. I think just keep on riding this Browns and and 49ers. I mean, zero and six both teams. So keep keep riding it. For and we picked the Jets to go zero sixteen. There's every chance to two. Do they play each other so that they don't go zero sixteen? The pair of them. But there's every chance the pair of them good. Mm. Right, gentlemen, to finish off Punter's Platform, your naps for the weekend. Niall, off you go. I'll have to go to Ascot. It's a skinny one uh, on a competitive day's racing, but I think the other St. George, Harry Angel double is uh, going to hopefully get us off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd go with the Cowboys um, easy. They've got to be short odds, but they're, um, yeah, the 49ers have been... They're just have been, so bad. Yeah, they've just been true. so atrocious, and it's, they're probably going to tank out the rest of the season. Well, I have two bets. I had a double. It was a game one you mentioned earlier, Jack. I think Swansea against Leicester, who are all over the shop at the moment. Apparently, the players are mad that Craig Shakespeare was fired. Uh, and I like Newcastle at home to Crystal Palace. Classic game. They like a Newcastle have to win if they're going to stay up. So I like Swansea and Newcastle at a double that pays out at nine to two. And like Niall, when you get two guests on like Paddy Power and Ushie and Murphy, one saying Order St George is a cert, the other saying Harry Angels is a cert. It's three to one. Do the two doubles. 
And the two doubles would be three to one and nine to two. What would that be? That'd be about eighteen. That'd be about like your eighteen to one, wouldn't it? If you put them in a four timer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not are. as good as Gordon Elliott's lucky sixty-three, but uh, no, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Listen, another lovely punters platform. We hope we pointed you out a few favourites and a few winners and a few losers to avoid as Paddy and I think Cracksman is going to be beaten tomorrow. We'll see.